Welcome to the Ambitious Coach Podcast. This is a place where driven, determined coaches learn how to get off the business growth struggle bus and learn how to build a wildly profitable online coaching business. I'm your host, Allison Henderson, corporate dropout to six-figure social media business coach. I'm going to show you how I've been able to create the business of my dreams organically all through utilizing my social media platforms. So pull up a seat, take some notes, and get ready to see your life in bank account transform. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ambitious Coach Podcast. It's me. Hello. All right. So I absolutely love this conversation with Jacqueline Gomes. Right now, if you're feeling low on energy, wanting to gain more productivity in your life and in your business, and overall, you just are feeling like, I need to make some health and wellness improvements then this episode is definitely for you. So we dived into everything. I asked the questions about alcohol, marijuana, sugar, working out, and so, so much more. So if you don't know Jacqueline, Jacqueline Gomes is a health and wellness expert. She's a motivational speaker and results-driven dietitian nutritionist who specializes in helping her clients realize their potential to reach the health-related goals. Through a unique coaching experience, health and wellness workshops, motivational keynote talks, and individual consulting, Jacqueline helps her audience gain clarity on what they want and need in order to feel in control of their health outcomes. Jacqueline helps her clients understand how to set boundaries and implement simple health habits through a one-step-at-a-time framework. Jacqueline is also a mom of two boys and an entrepreneur. I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode. Hope you enjoyed as much as I did, and I'll see you next week. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a very special guest today, Jacqueline Gomes. She is a registered dietitian, and I wanted to have her on because I know for a fact as an entrepreneur myself, if I'm not taking really good care of myself, it does affect my business heavily and it affects how I coach, how I just show up online. And I really just wanted to have her on because she's just every time she posts about food, just fitness and just mental health, like it really resonates with me. So Jacqueline, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how are you, Allison? I'm so excited to connect with you again. This is awesome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, I'd love for you to tell the audience, just give them a little bit more about who you are and what you're all about. Absolutely. So I am a registered dietitian nutritionist, and I specialize in counseling around nutrition, providing medical nutrition therapy to my clients. In my uh, company, we have both one and one-to-one programs and group programs, which are a lot of fun. I totally encourage group programming. Um, I do a lot of public speaking as well. I love talking to groups of people about improving their health and how that connects to their professional life and personal life. So over here at Jacqueline Gomes Nutrition, we are all things health and wellness. Um, Well, I would love for you to dive into your own story about burnout and entrepreneurship. I know that right before we got started, you told me a story, and I think that could really resonate with the audience today. Yeah, absolutely. So I haven't really shared this um, public publicly, but I I think it's important. Um, there's no shame around it. It's you know, it's just I just haven't really gotten to it. But I think it's really important for entrepreneurs, um, business owners, people that are really trying to drive their own ship to really understand the connection. And it's and it's not just a connection. I really like to say that it is a profound connection between your health and the quality of your life and your productivity as it relates to your own career, 
your own business and your personal life. Everything kind of goes together, right? You're a mom, you get you get it, right? When you're really stressed out, you're probably the rest of your family feels that as well. And so I have been really um for the past couple of years um like many uh entrepreneurs needing to really be involved in the social media life because that's just where people are that's where people hang out and so i've spent uh, a lot of time building my brand on social media and um really working hard on my business getting my coaching up and running and so i was doing that for several years and everything was good you know i love what i do um but right around last summer um actually we're just coming up on a year now i actually had a medically documented anxiety attack and you know when that was happening, I was actually right here in this office, so I'm feeling a little bit um, emotional about it. But I, it was terrifying because what ends up happening is when that all those emotions come at once, it's usually triggered by an event, and it was triggered by something that occurred in my business, and it was like things were piling, 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 and it actually felt like just the ground gave way and everything just crashed from there on out. And they say, when you have an anxiety attack, you almost feel like you're having an outer body experience and it lingers and it did. So my children came to me and I was like, almost like I didn't even see them. It was really terrifying. So after I, you know, got over it and obviously no one experiences that and doesn't need to go to therapy like you really do. So I did. And it was really, um, it was great for me personally and professionally, I will say, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. But what I want to say is that a lot of times when we are so much in the thick of it, of when we are entrepreneurs, it's like the very nature of who we are is to obsess over our business our product, our service, right? You want to be the best that you can be. You want to give the best that you can give. And so what I realized was that I, as I'm very introverted. You wouldn't know that by watching me on social media, but I need time to disconnect from people and a lot of chaos and um, a lot of like, I just kind of like draw in a lot of people's emotional energy. And so I wasn't disconnecting. I was just kind of going from one thing to the nub to the other, not taking any time to meditate or just decompress or find something that was enjoyable to me, just, just for me. Right. And so that's what kind of, I think was with a driving force behind having this sort of breakdown, if you will. Um, now I picked my, I'm pretty resilient person. I, you know, picked myself up, but I refocused. And I sort of rebuilt this new version of me, which was really about caring for my mindset first, my body first, my family first, and my business after that. So like I said, I, I had you on because I love, I love how you talk about this. Like so many times, like we start feeling those emotions inside of our business and like, we we just kind of shut down and we don't show up anymore. We do go through that full, like, like what's wrong with me? Like, what am I doing wrong? Like all these things, right? Like that's just like, I hate to say this. It's just a part of like being an entrepreneur, like going through all these emotions. And I know if we don't deal with our emotions, our emotions deal with us and they do that through our body. Right. So I'd love for you, like, 
tell me a little bit more about like, and this could be some like action steps for this woman to take right now. Who's like really feeling super overwhelmed in her business. Like clearly ther- therapy is a big thing. For, like, even for me, I love talking to my coach. I literally vent about everything. I'm always just like, blah, blah, blah. This is going on in my life. It's like all the things it's so beneficial to have a person for that. But like, what are some other things they could do to help with their mental state and also just their physical state for more productivity and just being like, like you said, like quality of life, like you didn't start this business to be super stressed out all the time. Duh. Right. Like, so how can we start to kind of eliminate some of those, those things that are going on inside of us? Yeah, that's a great question. So first of all, I want to say that you're doing what you're doing because you have a passion for it. You want to either change someone's life for the better or what I sometimes I say is, you know, very selfishly, I feel amazing when I help someone else. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. That you don't want to lose the essence of why you're doing this, but you need to also consider yourself like a client, right? So think of yourself as, you know, if you were talking to you, so step outside of your body and say, all right, if you were, if I was talking to Jackie as, as me, right, what, what would I say to her? Right. And so, you know, the, when, it, when we're th- talking about mental health and then we'll kind of start there because it's an easy segue into the, you know, the rest of what I think people can be doing to it, you know, improve this, um, you know, this whole situation is that we need to first think about, you know, where you are with your, um, like, thinking about what you're grateful for. So let's let's start there because that's kind of like an easy, easy place to start. So even in my own coaching program with my own clients, and as you know, I'm a, a nutritionist. So many of my people are coming to me for weight management. But even outside of that, we deal with a lot of chronic disease. I always say, start with just five things you are grateful for each day. Just, you know, grab a little notebook, whatever it is, five things, boom, boom, boom. That will automatically set the pace right away in the beginning of the day of feeling good, right? It's impossible to have negative feelings when you are in a state of gratitude. That goes without say. The next thing is, you know, if that's something that you're already practicing, maybe you need to think about brain dumping onto a piece of paper. That can really help to unload those heavy feelings as well. If you have a coach utilize them as a way to talk about that as well. You know, sometimes my clients are like, oh, I know I'm here for nutrition, but I'm experiencing this. I'm like, no, no, this is why you're here. You know, you can't have one without the other. People think we're like, you know, pieces of a puzzle that are put together. I'm like, you're not a puzzle. You are one continuous human being. All of our systems are interconnected. So you need to recognize that that has to be first, right? So we have to take care of all of our systems. So outside of, you know, caring for your mental health, making sure that you are putting in routines that are consistent each day to help you put, to put yourself in that positive place. I think that that can make a big difference. Having a community, having a coach. That's one of the things that I love about group coaching is that you have the ability to talk to other people who are experiencing what you're experiencing. And so now your situation is like not so unique. You realize, oh, wait a minute, everyone feels like that? Holy cow, I thought it was just me. So now I think that it gives you that um, sense of peace, like, okay, you know what? I can do this. Other people are dealing with it. I'm not crazy or I'm not, you know, like this is not absurd to be thinking in this capacity. Now, if it is taking over your life to the point where you are unable to manage it, PS, then... (laughs) 
maybe it's time to get some professional help. And I'm a huge advocate for that because it is so beneficial. So I think that that is like a really easy kind of like low hanging fruit, no pun intended place to kind of start with just setting the intentions of like just bringing your cortisol levels a little bit down. And how can food and fitness help with that too? Like how is that all connected? Yeah. So food is really, well, we'll start, we'll start with food. Um, and you know, fitness is a big, big piece of this. So there's lots of research going on now around how food affects our mental health. And there was a study, um, that I read recently that showed, uh, that individuals who were eating higher amounts of fried foods, and I can't remember the study offhand, but it was higher amounts of fried foods, um, had higher levels of anxiety. And so there might be a correlation there. So I'm not saying, you know, for you should never eat fried food. What I'm saying is, you know, is the quality of your diet really supporting the health outcomes that you're looking for, right? So if you're an entrepreneur, what are you looking for? I know I'm looking for good energy, positivity. Um, I'm, you know, want to be alert. I want my brain to be functioning properly. I don't want to be hangry. That's for sure. Cause when I'm hangry, people don't get the results that they want, right? Because I'm not my best. So making sure that those boxes are checked. So are you eating plenty of fruits and vegetables? Right? Like, are you? And, you know, a lot of people will look at me and think like, I don't know. I don't think so. Like, I don't, I didn't have any fruit today or I didn't have any vegetables today. They're like, like eating off all their kids' plates. They're like, I'll just yeah. finish whatever. <laughs> finish those chicken nuggets. <laughs> like, right? So like start there. You know, you're you're you want to be a, a role model to your children. Start there, right? And that's and that's easy because that is the foundation for a health promoting diet. Is we need to have those plant-based foods, right? So no one is um there's no one that can't benefit from eating more fruits and vegetables. So really fill your plate with a plant forward way of eating and plant forward simply means by just being intentional about getting more fruits and vegetables on your plates. Okay. Um, the next thing is what's your, what's your beverage situation? Are you surviving on coffee? I was literally, as you said, I go, I'm going to write down caffeine here because we yeah. I know that's a huge, it's like, of course we want to get more work done. Let's just drink more caffeine. But I'm like, it's actually hurting you more than it is helping. <laughs> yeah. So I am all about that first cup in the morning, girl. Mm -hmm. If someone turned to me and was like, you literally cannot have coffee ever, ever again, I would be like, yeah, just what are the consequences? I'm all, that's what I'll, I'll just, I'll just take the consequences. So I need that, at least that one cup. And I think most people, unless you have like a serious ulcer or some other critical condition where any caffeine is going to affect your, you know, um, your health, then yeah, that's a different situation. I'm talking about the normal kind of regular person. So with that in, in mind, I think that yes, if you need to have a cup of coffee in the morning to get that boat running fine. I think the problem becomes when we rely on it as a crutch to stay awake, that, 3 p.m. slump. Oh, let me just go grab a cup of coffee. Um, but then also there's a lot to consider when we are having that coffee. So I, I, I recently had a client who was like, well, yeah, I'm just having like a cup of coffee, you know, in the morning and in the late afternoon, um, you know, a couple of times a day to kind of pick me up. So this entire time I'm thinking it's just coffee. And then one day I was like, 
what's what's in this coffee? Because I'm having a little trouble with like trying to figure out how this is fitting into your diet. Anyway, long story short, it was one of those K-cups that was like birthday cake flavored and it was loaded with sugar. And I was just like, no, you know, I was like, that's not, no, that's not the jam. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we also need to consider like what else is going into our coffee that may not be really benefiting us as well. So all the, the Dunkin' Donuts creamers and everything that's in that. Too. It's like, oh, I just have one cup of coffee, but I'm like, that's like a thousand calories. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, really the American Heart Association recommends only six teaspoons of total added sugar for women for the entire day. That's not really a lot, you know? And so when we're, you know, thinking about the quality of our diet and we start to realize like, oh, we have sugar in the coffee, we have sugared creamers, we have desserts, cakes, this, cookies, you know, all that starts starts to add up. So then, you know, if you're eating that, you're not eating something else. So that's what I always like to say is, you know, so getting back to the caffeine situation is that caffeine will eventually backfire because you could get that immediate high, but then at some point you're going to crash. And then is it disrupting your ability to fall asleep at night? So there's lots of things to consider. And I think that, you know, we have to look at the person as an individual, but I would strongly consider you looking at your caffeine intake and really assessing, you know, at what point is it really excessive? I, I would say past three cups, like that's a lot. Even even at three, I think is is getting a little too much. That's just my personal opinion. I just know after like if I if I am like in the middle of my second cup, my body's like you're done. Like enough <laughs> is enough. Like I just know, and I don't know if like anybody else feels that way when you're listening to this, being like you just know when your body's just had enough caffeine or just enough coffee for the day. Yeah, and then the other sad fact about caffeine is that it is directly related to anxiety. Yeah. hundred. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. So that's not fun. Like <laughs> you already live in a super anxious world. That's all you hear, right? Oh, I'm so anxious. I mean, you know, I have all this anxiety. That's all you hear where you go. Well, your caffeine addiction might be like adding to that situation. So scaling back on that could potentially help relieve some of that anxiety that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I even this morning, uh, it's, it's, you know, obviously summer here and I go, I like to go outside and just relax. And I was like, there was a part of me that's like, I wish I didn't have my cup of coffee first. Like I would really just love to come out here, meditate, just kind of like sit in silence for a bit and then had my cup of coffee because I just felt a little, like a little anxious. There was like something that was like a little, a little anxiety was happening. I'm like, it it was all correlated to my cup of coffee and I knew it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, that does happen to me sometimes on the weekends because I like, I like the flavor of coffee. Oh, so yeah, me too. Yeah. I have another cup. And then like a half hour later, I'm like, oh my God, why am I so anxious? You know, you know, you start like stress cleaning and yeah. doing all this stuff and you're like, oh, I, you know, maybe overthinking I mean, my whole life and everything that I've, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's the, um, so that's, you know, I think where, you know, we can make a little bit of adjustments, um, you know, to try and cut back on some of that anxiety or that, you know, overwhelming feeling, you know, caffeine can, you know, can play a role. So with the beverage situation, are you drinking enough water? So water really is a nutrient. It's not just something that, you know, nutritionists like to say, you know, oh, you need to drink more water. Like there is value in being well hydrated because, you know, water 
is needed for life. Yes. But it does, it is needed for our body to function efficiently for our metabolism to function efficiently. Um, and so we can also have some disruptions in signals that we're receiving from our body if we are dehydrated. So many times if you're feeling hungry or you're feeling like you need something, you might just be thirsty. You know, you might just need more water. And also it helps to um, alleviate a lot of these extra artificial sweeteners and or regular sweeteners if you're just kind of relying on water. So, you know, water's boring. That's something I hear a lot and I get it. It is. You're right. I, I agree. It is. Well, it is boring. I drink a ton of it, but I'm also used to it. So your body will acclimate to whatever you give to it. But if you're needing to go through a transition where you're like, all right, I'm up here with drinking either soda or juices or whatever, whatever, um, calorie containing beverages, just dilute it. So cut it in half with water and start there. You know, any, progression to getting closer to just clean water, I think is going to be a good step as, you know, step in the right direction. I don't think anybody should just go cold Turkey on anything, unless you really think that that's right for you. If that's right for you and you think that that is the magic bullet, go for it. You know, no one's saying not to, but if you know that it's going to cause further anxiety or stress because you're like, Oh, this is just like too much too fast, then start slowly right? Just cut back on what you're doing. If you're having two sodas a day, go to one. If you're having whatever, three glasses of juice a day, or maybe you're stuck on, um, sometimes I hear people who are like really stuck on like sports drinks, whether it's like a Gatorade or whatever else. And like, you could go to like the diet version and see if that is a good in between for you. Um, but you know, now we're learning that, these artificial sweeteners are disrupting our microbiomes, which is further complicating. I was going to say like so, nowadays, I feel like diet isn't so good for you, for us either. So no, it's a good in between. Mm -hmm. It's better than I think it's better than go than just doing straight, like straight soda. Um, I, you know, I think that and I, you know, I may have like Pepsi or Coke, you know, outside my door ready to like run me down. But I think soda is the worst possible thing you can put in your body. Like it's the worst possible. I don't know. I can't even think I'm trying to think if there's something more vile that, I mean, the phosphorus in it, like the soda, it's, it just leaches calcium right out of your bones. Mm. It's nothing but sugar. It's just, it's, it's just, there's no benefit. There's just no benefit to drinking this stuff. But, you know, if you are currently, you know, struggling with your health, there's, you know, individuals who are struggling with their blood sugar, individuals who are struggling with their weight. It may be beneficial to go from a regular to a diet as a, as an in-between, as an in-between. Then the ultimate goal is of course to get off of it. Mm -hmm. You know, what about alcohol. I feel like we have, that's something too, is like, I know a lot of women at the end of the day, like, oh, just to relax, I'll have a glass of wine or a beer. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I think that's okay. You know, to a degree, I think that it matters what your, what your week kind of looks like. So if you are needing to unwind with a glass of wine at the end of the day, like, okay, you know, if that equates to five glasses of wine for the week, fine. I mean, it just depends on what your ultimate goals are. 
but that's usually not where people stop. It's yeah, I have, right. I I have, have two or three glasses of wine. <laughs> I have one glass of wine at the end of the day. And then Saturday, I have four or five or six, mm-hmm. right? Between Saturday and Sunday or between Friday. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's time to start to multiply. So you have to think about where you are and what your limits are, where what boundaries you have. So I talk a lot about boundaries. And this is particularly beneficial for entrepreneurs because a lot of times we have no boundaries. <laughs> So we're just like, oh, I'm just going to do it all, right? And you have it all and all this other stuff. And that's fine. But when it comes to your health outcomes, you do have to set boundaries. So um, I had a client who, uh, her, her, she had baby and her goal was to lose the baby weight. Fine. But she's like, I, she's like, Jackie, just, I really need that. Even if it's a half a glass of wine at the end of the day, like I just really want it fine. We worked it into her plan. It wasn't excessive because she just continued that over the weekend. It wasn't like multiple. So that's what I mean by setting boundaries. You have to figure out where you are in your journey and in your health. And, you know, where are you going to set those boundaries? You know, if, if weekend drinking is really important to you, then I would say, you know, maybe forego it during the week, have a cup of tea, which also has soothing properties. I mean, I think there's benefits to getting off alcohol. I'm not a big drinker personally. Um, and sometimes I get questions in social situations like, oh, you don't you don't drink. And, you know, I think that this is just a sidebar. Yeah. Don't ask people that. Like, <laughs> why? Like, unless you're my sister or my cousin or someone who's really close to me, like, why are you going to ask someone why? Do they, there's probably a, a very good reason why they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally, you know, am like a one to two drink kind of limit girl on a Saturday, but that's like it for the entire week. And my husband and everyone around me can validate that um, mainly because I think that for one, um, it it does create a, um, it doesn't ha- like in- increase your hunger hormones. So not that I'm like, you know, looking to restrict or anything, but you know, when I think of like my clients, I'm like, they're trying to maintain a certain diet, like certain way of eating. Right. And so if you're putting, mixing alcohol into that equation, a lot of times it can kind of derail you. But for me personally, I just don't like who I become when I drink too much. I like to me. And I don't think I'm me when I have like past that three drink mark, I start to get really, really chatty and I'm not a chatty person. <laughs> I feel you hundred percent on that. I haven't drank, I drank for the first time last night, which it wasn't like a ton of, but it wasn't like I was like wasted by any means or anything like that. But like, I haven't drank like two months and, and it was literally just like, I was having some health problems. I was, I had a cold and I was just like, and I just, personally did not desire alcohol at all. Like it was not at all like, oh, I can't wait to have a glass of wine tonight. I was like, it sounds actually really disgusting. Like my body was just like rejecting like anything. Like I had no cravings for it. So yeah. And anyway, last night I had a few drinks and I came home and my husband goes, are you, you look pregnant right now? Your stomach. I'm like, yeah, dude. Like I just had like three beers and I just feel like I'm so bloated. Like I just felt so gross. Like I was just like, Man, like, and I just, I don't know, even today when I woke up, even with three drinks, I was just like, I just, this not for me. Like, and I don't get me wrong. Every so often it's, it is nice to let loose and just whatever. But oh, even, sure. even the next day, like the anxiety of like, what did I say to that person? Like how, again, like you said, like you become somebody else a little bit and you're just like, I don't love that person. I just don't. Um, I forget what somebody called it. Like the, 
hangover anxiety, like anxiety or something like that. Yeah. When you wake up, like, what did I say? What did I do? And you have so much anxiety the next day and you're you're hungover. So that doesn't help. And you're just like, oh, like, I, I hate that feeling. I hate it. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't love that. Um, yeah, but it's like multi-level. And then there are some individuals who are really struggling with their immune system. If you add alcohol to that mix, I gotta tell you, you're going to struggle even more. Mm. Your immune system doesn't love, um, like toxins. I don't know if alcohol is considered a toxin, but you know, I I mean, I I would consider it. It's pretty, it can be very toxic to a lot of things inside your body. That's a certain level, right? It's like a little bit fine, a lot, not so fine. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I think everyone has their own opinion on it and I'm cool with that. Um, I don't pass judgment on people who Mm. enjoy drinking at all, you know, but it's just my own personal thing that I think if it's going to add to my anxiety, if it's going to um, make me feel like not my best, then why, like, why am I like, why, what's the point? So obviously you work with, with women who possibly also smoke marijuana and all that. How does that affect diet and just overall productivity and stuff like that as well? That's a great question. Do you ask them that? Like, is that like a question that you ask? Like what kind of other things are you doing? (laughs) I think it's on my intake form, but not a lot of people address it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really address it unless someone is forthcoming with the, um, or I don't ask, I should say, unless someone is forthcoming with the information. And some people do, you know, they say, oh, I don't know if you need to know this, but I do um, ingest marijuana to fall asleep at night. I'm like, okay, that's good. Fine. Good to know. It's good for me to know. I'll tell you why, because the munchies are a thing, right? This is like something we, we just know. So it increases appetite. And, um, as someone, I, I, I don't know if you know this, but I was an oncology dietitian early in my career. And so I worked with cancer patients and, Throughout, you know, throughout my practice, I still do see the occasional person who's going through chemotherapy or struggling with something like that. Um, you know, and marijuana is wonderful for increasing the appetite. We like it for that reason. Um, so if you're trying to, again, have a hold on your lifestyle, your diet, the way that you're eating, maybe relying on that types of substance may not be in your best interest, you know? And so I know lots of people in my own personal circle who do struggle with that. They're good all day. And then at night, you know, they have, they either take like a gummy or something to fall asleep, but in that interim, they're snacking, they're hungry, they're this, they're that. And that feeling probably wouldn't have been there if they didn't, if they didn't take it. So, but it's a hard question to answer because sleep is really important. (laughs) Yeah. And so if you're struggling with your sleep, which is a common problem, listen, if you're an entrepreneur, business owner, high level executive, if you're managing something, if you don't have anxiety before bedtime, I need to know what that secret is. (laughs) I need to know why you don't. Because last night and the night before, I was solving every issue in my business, right? And I was doing every project under the sun. And so that does compromise your ability to fall asleep. So I like to tell people, let's start a different route. Let's start with melatonin. Does that work? Valerian, does that work? Like a sleepy time tea, does that work? Um, Meditation, reading. So I try to instill sleep hygiene action steps first 
And if none of that works, okay, then it's your business if you want to do, you know, the marijuana. Um, you know, I don't think there's any long-term effects of doing it. I don't really spend a lot of time reading research on it. Um, if somebody knows, you know, feel free to, you know, comment or chime in. But um, the only, I think the only issue I see with it in, in, in people that I work with is just when it enhances appetite. Outside of that, if it chills you out and that's what you need to do what, you know, to live the life, have at it. I love your no judgment approach to all of this. It's just like, you got to just do what works for you. Yes, you do. You do. And it's different, different strokes for different folks, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I have, uh, you know, also worked with people where they're like, I don't get any appetite one way or the other with the marijuana. It's just there to chill me out. I go right to bed. The deal is done. I wake up in the morning, refresh, and I'm good to go. I'm like, then you keep doing that. Make sure you let your doctor know, listen, I'm not your physician. I'm your dietitian. It's a, it's a, a much different, you know, situation. I treat people with food. You know, when you're ingesting things that are not considered food, it's hard for me to you know, be able to tell you the right or the wrong, you should always consult with your physician just in case there's contraindication with something else that you're taking or some other treatment that you might be having. Um, but that's kind of how I see that, um, you know, that playing out. Mm -hmm. So going back to like productivity, like if this woman like wants to be able to wake up, I mean, obviously she's really, like you said, she's very passionate about what she does likely, right? Like she started this business for a reason. Like she loves what she does. But like, she's just lacking that focus, lacking that productivity during the day to like continue keeping up with that energy. I said, we know that, you know, food and like the caffeine, like a lot of this stuff has a direct effect in sleep, right? Like, are you getting the, the amount of sleep that you need? But like, she's just like, I'm crashing and I don't know why. Like, what would be some other reasons why she's crashing like that? So let's dive in. Yeah. So we need to look at a couple of different things. So we've already talked about managing our anxiety with either therapy, uh, journaling, gratitude, all that. Mm. When it comes to really low energy levels, when I dive into someone's diet, really what I'm looking for is a couple of different things. Frequency of eating. Um, if you're having breakfast or some morning meal, uh, how much protein you're taking in. So are you eating protein at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Um, the quality of the diet. So what is the ratio of health promoting foods. So foods that are nutrient dense versus foods that are just for fun, right? So I'm not saying you can never have a cookie, but if you're eating cookies three quarters of the day, and then, you know, having some health promoting foods, yeah, you know, that's not a good ratio. It's not a good balance, right? So we have to look at the balance. Um, so, and then we have to look at sleep hygiene, right? So are you getting enough sleep? So if you're getting enough sleep and you're still feeling depleted, you probably are not eating enough which is a common problem I see. Oh, I was too busy. I worked all day. I skipped lunch because you know what? I forgot. I was on the phone. I was doing this. Then you are not being intentional about your health and wellness. So I got to tell you, I see patients a lot of days all day, or I have um, a corporate position where I am, you know, doing more corporate health and wellness type functions where I'm really busy as well. But my calendar is always booked between 11.30 and 12. You know why? Because that's when I like to eat lunch. Mm. So I intentionally set the space for what I need to make sure that I'm fueled and to make sure that I am going to be 
productive by having enough nutrition on board. If I schedule someone at in that time, I know that I'm not going to be my best. I'm going to be depleted or I'm not going to feel as energetic because I'm not caring for my nutrition at that point, right? If you just skip it. So there is a little bit of a sacrifice that needs to take place in that. And I think that going back to setting boundaries, that's the only way you get anything out of life is by setting boundaries. You know, it can't just be one constant free for all. So I would look at that. And then, um, you know, also the other thing I've noticed a lot about women is that a lot of women tend to skip out on the protein thinking that, oh, well, that's just adding more calories. So I'll just eat veggies and like, you know, a half a slice of bread. Okay. Well, you're going to be hungry in like 35 minutes. (laughs) So we should add some protein so that you have more stable blood sugars. Your meal is lasting longer. You feel fuller, more satiated, whatever words you want to use, but that's what protein does for us. And so I, you know, those are all the things I would look for. Also, you know, hydration. And when all of those things are corrected, that's when I start to see people feeling more energetic. Mm. What do you, so obviously I, you know, I'm all about energy. Like you've, you've known me for a long time now. I'm always just like, have good energy and people like people are attracted to that. Right. So like that person that's so low on energy right now, that's just like, how do I get a pick, like a quick pick me up besides like obviously more caffeine and like energy drinks? Like, like, is there like a go-to, like, I don't know. Is it just like, is it as simple as just changing the diet? Like, yeah, I mean, that definitely helps and you'll see, and you'll undoubtedly see improvements in your disposition just by improving the quality of your diet. But the other thing that sometimes we forget about is that by being more physically active, we want to be more physically active. Yeah. Physical activity is a natural endorphin booster, right? It just, that's, that's what happens when we start working out is we get all of, we get a rush of these feel good hormones. And I think that when someone has chronic fatigue or, you know, just kind of not even fatigue, but just kind of like low level energy, um, I sometimes suggest, Hey, why don't we just flip your entire schedule, your routine? Let's start with a morning workout. Mm. And every time someone does this, they're like, it sucked getting up, but then I was more energetic throughout the day because I started my day with that workout. Mm. So that could be a really easy way to get that immediate boost. So I go through, you know, lots of nights, like any mom, um, that I don't sleep a full night because I have a child that comes into my room. Um, my, one of my, my, my six-year-old, his favorite question is mommy wakes me up can I go to the bathroom? I'm like, go ahead. Like, why are we asking permission at 2am to go to the bathroom? Why? Why? Right. So that disrupts your sleep naturally. Right. So you're going to be a little bit more tired the next day. Guess what, sister? I still get up for my workout. It's discipline because I know that if I skip that workout, I'm going to be more annoyed that I didn't do the workout than the fact that I'm just a little tired. Right. So I think that that's part of it is we do have to create some discipline. At first, it's creating a habit, right? At first, it's like, okay, I have to get into this habit of doing this. But over time, that's when it becomes discipline where you do it, whether you want to do it, you like to do it or you whatever, you know 
that this is what is going to be for your highest good. You know that either drinking this water, doing this workout, um, fill in the blank, that that's going to be more beneficial for you than if you don't do it. I look forward to going. Like, I don't know. I, I actually go to like a place to go work out and there's just something about it where I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go now. I don't know. Like that didn't take that. I mean, I guess I wasn't like that, um, you know, at the beginning, but I don't know. There's something about it now. I'm like, I can't wait. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you like a sense of community and it's great to be around people that have like that same vibe that you have, right? They're like, oh, you're here to work out at the same place. We like the same thing. Like that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, well, any last words of wisdom, Jacqueline? Oh boy. Yes. You know, I would say that, um, you know, as someone who has done all the things, right. I'm super type, super type a, I am very driven, um, you know, super disciplined. Uh, most of you, most of your clients or anyone who's watching this is going to be like, yeah, like that's me too. You know, there's lots of us. I will say that probably the one thing that keeps me the most even keeled, and I do have a high propensity for anxiety, is that my morning routine stays the same day in and day out. I get up, I work out, I practice gratitude, I meditate, I pray, I talk to whoever is listening in my head. And that is what sets the stage for me personally to have the type, oh, there's a fly in here, to have the type of day that I want to have. Now, I am not a magician, right? So I can't, you know, say that everything works out perfectly. It never does. That life is not about that. But it is about controlling, trying to have some sense of control over the outcomes of your health and your well-being. And so the only thing I can do is have that discipline, is plan to have healthy meals, is to create the space for my lunch. So, because I know that I'll operate my best. So look at your life, figure out where you are, what habits and routines do you have now? And what might you be able to look at and change to have a better outcome later down the road? Mm, Beautifully said. Yeah. I think so many entrepreneurs need to hear that. It's like, it has a direct effect on your productivity. Like when you, when you highly take, like when you really take good care of yourself, your business is going to thrive. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. And so tell everybody, you know, like, what are your offers? What do you, what do you have going on right now in your business? How can people hire you? Yes. Yes. So um, you can work with me uh, one-on-one or in my group setting. Um, My website is www.busywomanweightloss.com. Although I do work with men as well. That just happens to be the name of my website. Um, I do have a free newsletter, which I'm pretty um, active on. So if you head over to my website, you can sign up for that. Or you can find me on Instagram uh, at JacquelineGomes.Nutrition. And uh, there's no bot. Like I'm the one who answers my DMs. You can talk to me directly. We can chat about what's going on with you. Um, So that's a really great way to connect with me. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I just love everything that you've shared today. I honestly think that the entrepreneur who's listening right now took a ton away. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the ambitious coach podcast today. A couple favors before you go. If you found this episode helpful, please take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. 
Most importantly, don't forget to tag me at Allison Henderson underscore coach. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N Henderson underscore coach. And lastly, please take a minute to rate this episode and leave a raving review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Okay, ambition is great, but it's time to get to work. Take action and commit to being 1% better every day. Once again, thank you for tuning in and I will see you again next week.